about BIR enforcement. You know, like there's certain certain tax offices that tend to be more aggressive than others. So like in South Asia, when people think of like a really aggressive tax offices, I think everybody thinks about India because <laughs> they do some quite interesting things. Also, Indonesia can be quite aggressive. You know, in the greatest scheme of things, what what is what is the what is what is your experience with enforcement from the BIR? Are they pretty aggressive? Do they welcome negotiation? Uh, are they reasonable when you approach them with certain things? Are they do they play hardball, take things to court? You know, what what is your experience? What what is your general perspective? Well, generally, generally, BIR is aggressive. Okay. Especially nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some of uh, some of our dealings with them, there there are some. Like for example, during an assessment or audit, um, some of the findings are refutable. They are up for negotiation as long as uh, there are uh, there are full documentation available. So as long as there are uh, full support, invoices, ORs, contracts, etc., then um, uh, everything else will be refutable and will be negotiable. So, but they are aggressive. So you're saying that it's super important. Uh, yes, they're really aggressive now because, of course, like most countries in the world, post, especially post the pandemic, you know, money is uh, it's uh, an important issue. You know, there are holes in balance sheets to be plugged. So I think everybody's picked up the pace. So you're saying like it's very important now to make sure you have your official receipts, you have your contract, you have you engage in proper record keeping. Yes, in order yes. to be able to answer questions as, as quickly and as accurately as possible. Yes, compliance is always um, important mm. here in the Philippines. So mm. that's one of the things that one was, um, who wanted to establish or set up a business here in the Philippines must consider full compliance with the tax rules and regulations. Okay. And what about... You know, there are people who come to... Philippines has traditionally attracted people who would describe themselves as digital nomads. So these are people who are basically freelancers. So they're able to work independently. They may not even be employees to any company. They just may be independent contractors. They get uh, uh, like a, a short project to do. They do the project, they hand it over, and that's it. So, and you see a lot of them, well, at least I haven't really been back and moved around since, since the pandemic. But before the pandemic, you had all these co-working spaces in Manila and Cebu, and you go in and you see people from all over the world doing projects for, for clients from all over the world as well. So if someone is spending a lot of time in the Philippines, so that let's say they spend more than 183 days, so they may be considered tax resident and they are freelancers. But they are working from these co-working spaces. They're working from, you know, their Airbnb or, or, or you know, whatever, they, whatever accommodation they may have in the Philippines. Would they be taxable in theory on that income? Should they be considering paying taxes to the Philippines on that income? And if so, how would they go about registering themselves as freelancers and independent contractors? Um, as to, uh, the co-working spaces, I'm not sure if there is a specific ruling if, uh, mm -hmm. if the co-working spaces would be considered as, uh, a foreign, uh, 
uh, establishment or what. But at least at the minimum, uh, the any resident or any alien or any uh, foreigners who work here in the Philippines for more than 180 days is required or is considered already engaged in business and trade here in the Philippines and is required to file uh, tax returns and pay the juice or pay the tax juice that is um, uh, based on the income he earned or she earned here in the Philippines. So, of course, uh, he or she still needs to um, register mm-hmm. as a business leader or as a professional here in the Philippines. So that is a little tricky as some of the professionals do not uh, really stay here for long or they may they may have um, stayed here for more than 180 days but they are not usually here for a year. So that's, mm. that's one tricky um, thing that is still uh, I think it's a great area but um, if, it, if, you, if you will follow the rules so, strictly speaking, then uh, uh, the foreign national who is engaged in trade or business here in the Philippines must file an income tax return mm-hmm. here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, and, it, and it is the same for most of the jurisdictions across Southeast Asia. Yes, you may have a visa that allows you to stay and therefore you may and you know actually be tax resident according to the rules because you've done the time. But then if you say, hey, I want to do the right thing. I am working remotely from this country, so I want to register and pay my fair share. The process for doing that can be, as you said, quite challenging. And it's not very straightforward at all. Okay. As and, But I want to go back to another point you raised previously, that you said that the, the BR is becoming more aggressive. So are, are you seeing more of a specific type of enforcement action? And what specifically are they looking at now that they perhaps didn't pay that much attention before? Or is it just everything? They're looking at everything. Or are they like focusing on, let's say, the top three things that they seem to be more sensitive about right now than they were previously? I guess um, it's still corporations. They are still focused mm-hmm. on corporations. And then uh, as to uh, professionals, they are being mm-hmm. encouraged by the VIR to comply with the tax rules and regulations. But I think for most of the professionals or um, sole proprietors who had been on their uh, threshold for for audit, so, well, those who are high high income earning individuals, they're one of those um, uh, audit targets by the DRR. But for the small small freelancers, um, I don't think the DRR has yet. Um, focused on them it's all about corporations right now okay understood understood so if you're a six seven or eight figure investor entrepreneur or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals we can help you achieve the international lifestyle the freedom and even the tax savings you're looking for visit us at htj.tax and live that international life